What's up, you guys? Welcome to Unlucky, episode number 13 of the Track Record Podcast. I'm your host, Chance, and this week there was quite a bit in the music news. Um, There was quite a bit that happened video game-wise, and um, yeah, let's just jump into it. So right off the bat, you you know what's happening, the week in review. So this week... Well, since Thursday, since the first um, Track Record Sports podcast with James, um, which went really well. We have about 40 listens on it already, um, making it one of my bigger episodes on the uh, page. Um, This weekend, what did I do? I went to the UCM football game where we won by a landslide, 52-14. to and then I watched the Chiefs um, beat the Steelers, even though it was a it was a good offensive showing. It was a pretty poor defensive showing, as expected. Um, I'm not a big fan of Bob Sutton's uh, system. We'll get into that in the Track Record Sports Podcast on Thursday, however. Um, so I just want to start it off by going over the Call of Duty Blackout, uh, Black Ops 4 Blackout Beta, which was the... Uh, their answer to Battle Royale. Um, I played, I played for a few hours over the weekend. It was it was pretty fun. I w- I'm not gonna say it was, it was perfect. It was it was definitely better than I expected it to be. It, it was it was high paced. I didn't ever get a victory, which is uh, sad. It sucks. I'm just not very good at Battle Royale, but I gave it a shot anyways. It definitely is like a faster paced first person PUBG though. Um, the inventory system was really kind of, uh, a pain in the butt to get around. I didn't really like that about it, but the, um, the game played really smooth. It was, um, super smooth. Um, guns played well. The, uh, pacing was nice. The storm moved a little fast, but then again, it didn't do like any damage, like one damage a second, which is deal. It's easy to deal with. I mean, and there's no complaints there. Um, what else was, uh, the vehicles were cool. They were kind of hard to control though. I mean, the gas was your left stick and then, um, like directional movement was the right stick. I wasn't a huge fan of that. Um, the bullet drop was not that noticeable. Um, it was more like lead the people while they're running kind of thing. Um, excuse me. There was... A pretty good range of guns. I liked the uh, different areas on the maps were different, like, uh, famous Black Ops maps from, like, regular multiplayer. I thought that was really, really cool. And then there were locations on the map that were zombies locations, and actual zombies were there, and they would come and, like, attack you. And I liked that a lot. Excuse me, I'm fighting off a little bit of allergies again. Um, but I thought that was really cool. It was a cool element to add that you had to fight off zombies and other people at the same time. And there were mystery boxes, and they would show, like, the beams just like in zombies. So you would know where these boxes were to go find, uh, like, legendary weapons. A lot of zombies' weapons were in them. Um, but it was really cool. I, uh, I enjoyed my time playing. It'll be really fun to see how it plays out whenever we have the full game out so we can play with, like, a full team of people. I think that'll be more fun because I really just played solos. I didn't really have anybody to play with me. Sad, I know. I'm a, I'm a loner. But uh, I think when the full game comes out and all my friends have it, it'll be way more fun to squad up and play. Um, but, yeah, it played really smooth. I was really impressed by it. I'm sure they'll tweak a few things before the game comes out uh, fully. But it was it was a big hit. It seems to, seems to me that a lot of the um, Twitch streamers that play professionally or <laughs> only play battle royales or whatever they all seem to like it a lot so i'm excited to see what content it pushes i think it adds another layer to a game that mostly is 
multiplayer based and it gets kind of flat after a while you you kind of lose traction on it but i think this is a way that they can continually add content in a new way that'll make the game um last longer and be more fun for people um but yeah i thought overall it was really fun it was smooth it it was high paced it was evenly matched except for the one thing that i could say they could nerf a little bit would be the armor because armor sometimes made gunfights impossible to win and that's the reason i lost a lot of gunfights was because i was just getting wrecked by people with armor whenever i would have none i think if you're going to do the armor system you need to have more armor spread out um it seemed to me that i would land places and search the entire place and there'd be no armor in the whole in the whole uh, area i landed in so i think making it more abundant would fix that or like balance it out without taking it away um but yeah so let's move on to some music news which is the bulk of the um, conversation today last week on the 12th my favorite pink floyd album wish you were here turned to 43 and it's a fantastic album iconic iconic album in the classic rock psychedelic rock uh, world if you haven't listened to it, it's definitely worth a listen. It's I prefer it over Dark Side or The Wall, but that's just me, even though Dark Side is amazing. Um, but it's a solid album. Go listen to that and celebrate its 43 years, even though it's a week late. My bad. Um, then I wanted to jump into something else that kind of relates to classic rock and the whole um, Greta Van Fleet stealing uh, Led Zeppelin's whole sound thing. Uh, I had a buddy send me a song on twitter that, and he said you need to go listen to this song it's really really good and i kind of explained to him hey I, i'm not a fan of Greta Van fleet because they completely rip off the uh, led zeppelin sound and he seemed to argue it with me but um in my opinion it's just it it's a complete and utter rip off it's blatant and in my eyes um i think it's ridiculous that they literally copy song structure vocal like the the dude's vocals sound exactly like Robert Plant's they're I don't know just their instrumentals all sound very very similar they kind of dress the same it's like it's like they're copy and pasting the um Led Zeppelin formula straight into their band and I'm not a fan of it um I think it's I think it's kind of cheap I think it's a cheap way to make a quick buck in the music industry which I mean a lot of the music industry is taking what somebody has and copying it and making it your own and whatever but at this point I just don't even see it being their own I, I see it as being literally the same thing um if you have any other I don't I don't, that's all I'm really going to say about it is I just think they're a complete ripoff and a copy but um if you have any um if you have any discussion you want to bring up with me about it and hit me up on Twitter, I'm more than happy to um, debate it and argue it with you. Um, but my feelings about it are very, very strong. I don't know how well you're going to be able to talk me down from it, um, but I'm willing to have that conversation if you would uh, if you would like to have that with me. So hit me up on Twitter if you want to argue about it, because I will definitely argue about it. Um, other big news this week, um, Russ has been in the news as much as I don't want to talk about him or discuss him. He's been in the news a lot because he sent men out to jump Smoke Perp in Germany. Um, Smoke Perp got jumped by seven people from Russ's crew. Um, a lot of people are saying it's bad. Some people are saying it's noble to just send people out when you have that much writing on you. Um, my opinion on this, he also jumped, had Adam-22 jumped while he was getting a manicure, which I think is ridiculous. Let the dude, dude, like, chill out. Um, anyways, um, I think it's... I think it's a little bit ridiculous that you can't handle things yourself and that you're letting internet 
Twitter fingers get to you this much to where you're like sending hitmen out to go fight people for you. Um, I think it's a little weak, but then again, you have, I think Joe Budden and Vince Staples both like applauded him for actually going and doing something about it, even if it wasn't himself. Vince has been on the squabble up movement for a while now. He's been trying to get people to fight and just rather than making diss songs, let's just go fight in the streets. Um, I mean, you know, he's not wrong. I'd rather see them like set up, set up a boxing match or something like fight each other. I don't want to see you have somebody jump you, but then again, Russ is five foot five. I don't know what all he can, what all fighting skills he has, but I feel like, um, I don't know. Smoke Perp's kind of kind of chunky and overweight though, but I don't know. I I just I just feel like if if you're letting Twitter and stuff like that get to you that much, then you got bigger problems. Um, sending people out to jump somebody because of what they said on Twitter is a little bit extreme for me. I mean, I guess it happens. Um, it it happens, but. I think if if you don't confront them yourself, like one-to-one, then you're still no more of a man than he is for blasting you on Twitter. Um, then I saw the next day they were at the same festival again, and Russ was calling him out from behind his eight dudes that were surrounding him. Like, if you all are going to beef in person, beef in person and do it one-to-one. Don't surround yourself with your bodyguards and stand there and shout stuff while both of you have your teams with you. Just, like, meet his men one-on-one, talk it, talk it out, whatever. Take whatever it takes. I mean, he's not going to like you anymore because you beat him up, Russ. He's going to continue to talk, um, as are most of the people from the SoundCloud uh, area, from the SoundCloud wave. They are all they all think you're a clown. They all think you're disrespectful in the whole way you um, talk about how people who use drugs are losers and this and that and talk about how much money you have and this and this. I mean, I'm just tired of it. Um I mean, yeah, some of these people do fall into um, excessive drug use because of their depression, and this is how they handle it, which I'm not agreeing with at all. But, I mean, if that's what it takes for them to kind of take the edge off a little bit, that's okay. But in my opinion, um, rather than calling them losers, Russ, why don't you be less of a loser and maybe reach a handout and say, hey, rather than saying you're a loser, let's let's help you out. Let's get you some help and get you in rehab or something. But instead, you kind of just throwing a double negative on top of the whole situation and maybe that forced him to do him even more um in my opinion the uh issue of drugs and hip-hop or music in general is it's they're they're used too much to escape um some of these hardships that these people go to go through and um nobody really brings up a conversation about getting people help i mean it happens right after somebody dies but then it's gone in a week uh, I think rather than calling people out and calling them losers, we need to um, reach a hand out and like give them somebody to talk to, give them, find them a way to go to rehab, go find them a way to get themselves back to being normal without the use of drugs. Um, so that's my biggest problem with Russ is that he's so hypocritical. And because after Mac Miller died, he wasn't all, oh, this is what drugs do to you, da 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 da. He was like mourning the death rather than saying what he said like when Lil Peep died and he was like this is why you don't do drugs because this makes you a loser and you die from it he completely switched up and was like oh it's sad because he likes this person Um, I think that's super hypocritical I don't like that at all I don't agree with it I think that it's fake Um, and then my other big problem with the rest since everybody seems to be like oh people only dislike him because it's a it's a thing on Twitter to dislike him Uh, I'm gonna disagree I'm gonna say he talks a lot. He's a Kanye ego, but he makes really, really shitty music. Um, I think he's utterly me- mediocre when it comes to his music. I think he brings nothing new to the table. 
Um, he, his lyrics are super basic and overdone. I mean, I'm sick of those. Um, I mean, he's a dime a dozen. I mean, he's literally, he's, he's not anything new or progressive or different, or he doesn't spark my interest at all. He's literally just another like radio rapper, in my opinion. He's somebody you'd compare with like Kid Ink, who literally made radio rap songs and got on the radio and got big for a while. And he's in a fallout because he's, he's just super one dimensional. Yeah. You might say he can sing or he can rap or do this. Yeah. But who doesn't do that anymore? Auto-tune allows everyone to do that. So, I mean, it's, it's nothing, it's nothing major or nothing new. It's just, um, it's, it's overhyping medi- mediocrity. And in my eyes, I don't think that's cool. He's not doing anything to change the game musically. Um, as much as he thinks he is because he's doing it all on his own or whatever, but people have been doing it on their own for years and years and years. And, um, look at Kanye, he's produced every album and he's, um, written, I mean, he doesn't write all of his own lyrics. He has people help him, but that's, I don't care. Like in my eyes, I don't care if you have somebody help you write lyrics. If it makes a song better then I'm all for it. Um, I know in rap, it's supposed to be like, Oh, you have to write your own lyrics or you're not real. But my eyes I'm like dude if you have to use somebody else to write a good song then do it I mean look at other genres where they have full bands of people writing songs or like in country music you have people literally just write the songs and you sing them um in some cases and I'm I'm completely okay with that I think um, whatever makes you put out the best music is what you should do and uh Russ's whole do-it-yourself formula isn't working it's I mean yeah he has fans and stuff but these fans are surface level deep when it comes to listening to music and I think it's super boring that he um is capitalizing off of mediocrity and that's what I'm going to keep it at um this week Joji really smooth transition I'm so good at him um not but uh this week this last week Joji released um a new single slow dancing in the dark it it's it's a, it is a darker, I mean, it, it kind of sticks true to his lo-fi sound, but he kind of shows some growth with it because his production is a little more, um, it's a little more blingy. I hate saying that word, but it's a little more blingy where it's, um, he has some like, um, brighter moments with heavy synths, not even heavy, like lighter synths, but they're, but they're heavy at the same time. Like they sound light and kind of like heavenly in a way. And, um, he kind of he kind of sticks to his um, tried and true vocal performances, the uh, the lo-fi sound in his vocals. But his production was definitely stepped up. It was definitely less held back than his old stuff, than his last project. I think his last his last project was a little held back from what he could do. And then this um, '88 Rising joint tape, he kind of showcased himself on the on um, production. We haven't heard him on before i liked the way it sounded i liked hearing his voice in a different way than it was on these uh softer lo-fi songs um so he released that with a visual that was really 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 good um a lot of symbolism in there he wore an all-white suit he was shot in the back with an arrow he had a red stain on the back from the blood um which i think is an ode to his japanese heritage i thought that was really cool and then there was also a scene with this like illuminated flooring um, that was had like a white LED light shining through it, and he laid down on it like he had died on it, and um, the arrow caused him it caused him to bleed on the on the white. He was in the white suit, with the white down on his back, and then the the blood started coming out, and it looked like another Japanese flag, which I thought was awesome. Uh, I thought it was really beautiful. I think he has an edge in that way in the um, visual aspect of his music since he made um, YouTube videos for all those years. I think he kind of holds a creative edge over a lot of people 
in the game right now that make music and do music videos because he kind of he's done this for a while so I'm excited to see what music videos come from his music um rhetoric logics DJ released his first album behind closed doors it was if it was a full-length EP I wouldn't oh shoot drop my water bottle cap it was a um I think it was five tracks five give me one second I'm gonna look it up that way I don't get it wrong but it's an alternative kind of uh it's five five tracks 19 minutes um it's an alternative kind of pop I'd say it's alternative pop pop record it's uh it's pretty good it's um lacking in and vocal performance sometimes which is understandable he's not he's not a vocalist he's not like claiming to be a vocalist or anything like a renowned vocalist um the production was really good though there was i can't remember what song it on was on, i was that my bad i can't remember what song it was on but he has like this guitar solo at the end of it that's really fire it sounded really cool the production is nice and it's bright it's um it's it's kind of in your face. I like it. It puts you in a good mood. Some of the songs are sad, but they still manage to kind of have an uplifting feeling to them. Um, some of some of the lyrics were a little childish and a little simple, um, but I'm not expecting him to write ex- insanely deep songs. Sometimes those are definitely not needed, especially not in pop music. Pop music can be kind of stripped back and simple. Uh, but yeah, it's a it's a pretty good project for his first ever. Um, it's the first music he's ever put out that's not like a uh, a scratch mix or anything so i commend him on that i'm excited to see what he does in the future with his music i'd like to see some some growth from him i think this is a it's a pretty amateur i mean it it's it's studio level it's it's um it's not that it sounds bad i just want to see him grow lyrically and i want to see his voice kind of improve a little more and i think that would help him out in the long run um, moving on from that, there was the Eminem shot back at MGK finally on a track called Kill Shot. Um, excuse me one second. On Kill Shot, Eminem goes straight for MGK's neck. He talks about how he's much older than MGK, and by MGK's age, he had this many hit records and had this much money and had this and this and this and all these awards and pretty much just called MGK trash, which is, I mean, what I kind of expected him to do this whole thing. And then he dropped the super controversial line that said, Diddy had Tupac killed. Um... So that kind of threw threw things out of line in the hip hop community here lately, saying Diddy. Then he came back on Twitter and was like, "But it's still love to Diddy." Um, that was super weird and hypocritical in my eyes. I don't think that was. I don't know. That was kind of a fake line in my opinion. Um, but yeah, he kind of just talked about how much better and he is than MGK, how much more money. Excuse me, he has than MGK. I mean, yeah, he delivered it. It was it was the bet it was one of the best Eminem songs I've heard in over ten years. I mean he's he's been so inconsistent. It's hard for me to even I think the beef's had a tie right now though. I think both of them threw the same amount of shade at each other. I think I'd like I wanna see round two. I hope MGK responds. But I just I think it was pretty even. I thought they were both just okay diss tracks. Um, the more I listened to both of them. I mean, Eminem said a lot of words, but he didn't really, like, cut deep with any of the words. 
and uh, segueing into this, I've gotten into many, many, many Twitter arguments over the last week about people thinking that Eminem is the greatest lyricist of all time or the greatest whatever, the greatest rapper of all time. Listen, early in his career, yes, I would say he was one of the best. But I, in my opinion, you're to be the best, you're to be the best lyricist. I'm not even going to go. I mean, he's sold a lot of records. That's undeniable. But lyrics wise, um, you have to be consistent. You can't just be like rhyming a bunch of words and saying nothing at the same time. And I feel like with Eminem, he does that a lot. He kind of just goes on tangents where he wants to rhyme as many words in a row as he can. Um, and it, it just, the substance goes out the door. The, um, ability to interpret what the hell he said goes out the door like it, it does it doesn't make sense to a point you're like uh yeah you just rhymed a lot of words in a row really fast or whatever but they they didn't make any sense at all um and when I listen to music I want it to make sense I mean sometimes it doesn't have to make sense but if it's like a I'm trying to show you how 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 nice I am at rapping or whatever like make it make sense um Chris D'Elia has that bit that's going huge on the internet right now of him making fun of Eminem rapping and it's 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 literally like i feel like it's so spot on that you can't help but like laugh at it cuz it's it's exactly what he does he just rhymes a bunch of stuff together even if the words aren't real um i think that is it's overkill for me i'd rather hear you tell a story and not have every single word in the song rhyme i mean it's ridiculous to me as, at points um but if i'm going to tell you my top 5 lyricists of all time I think I've I think I've done this on the show before, but it changes. MF Doom is in it, this is in no order. Um, MF Doom, Andre Three Thousand, the RZA from Wu Tang. That's my top three. I know that. Um, lyricist. Um, MF Doom, the RZA. Um, who else did I say? Andre Three Thousand. Even though his discography was short. I'm going to put Biggie up there. He had a way of putting words together that, I don't know, just sounded crazy good, and it was very smooth. It was insanely smooth, and it actually told a story. Um, I might have to go to Jizza, too. Wu-Tang was heavy with insanely talented lyricists. Q-Tip is up there from Tribe Called Quest. Um, God, there's so many. I'm just gonna leave it at that. Those are my classic greatest of all time. Now, if you're going like, if you're going contemporary, you have like Earl Sweatshirt's insane, Kendrick's insane. Um, who else? Danny Brown's pretty good. Um, Open Mike Eagle's pretty good. There's so there's so many. Absol is amazing. Um, there's so many good rappers that don't necessarily um rhyme every single word but they know how to tell a story and they know how to make it sound really good to the point where I don't need every single line to rhyme and um I appreciate that and there's just I don't know Eminem's just overkill for me in his rhyming I think it it completely distracts from the fact that he is a good storyteller here he can be um, when his content isn't just completely lacking depth or direction like his last few projects have um, he's really good at just like throwing a bunch of songs together on an album, calling it an album. And then he's really good at overkilling, um, overkilling things he says, like 
themes of an album to a point where you're like, okay, I get it after the second song. Like, I don't need to hear it again. And uh, with that, I want to go into his whole last album being about mumble rap, being this and being trash and did it. Um, it's the argument that I'm so sick of hearing about, I just want to go over my whole thoughts on it right now. But uh, everybody's saying, like, people like him have been saying, like, mumble rap, mumble rap is in and that hip-hop's dead and lyrical rap isn't even lyrical rap anymore and did it dude put it to bed put it to bed this is me putting it to bed um if you think that you clearly don't listen to enough hip-hop music if you're the one saying oh soundcloud rap and mumble rap is just it's it's ruining hip-hop you don't listen to enough hip-hop if you say that um i think it's utterly ridiculous that you would just say that because that's what's popular with the young kids or if that's what's on the radio or that's what's going big on the charts. It's like there are tons of lyrical conscious rappers still making music today and there are tons of young ones that are making music today. You just don't have the desire to go out and find that. So you stop at the surface, you go to rap caviar or whatever on Spotify and you stop there and you're like, oh, this is this is all trash. Da, 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 da. Well, di- dive deeper into the um, hip hop world. I could name off countless lyrical rappers right now. I just did a second ago, as long the uh, as well as somebody like Wiki, who's underground as hell. Nobody's really heard of him. He put out one of the best rap albums of last year. You go to like Action Bronson, who raps over class. I mean, classic hip hop beats. I mean, he has the alchemist that produced for him, Harry Fraud. Both both people that produce um, insanely classic hip hop sounds, and he raps he raps like a classic hip hop artist would. Um, you got Danny Brown, who's more experimental, but he's he's super deep. He has complex lyrics. He has complex song structure. Um, Earl Sweatshirt, like I said again, who raps over. I mean, they're experimental beats, but he raps insanely well over them. He's more of an MF Doom type person. There's and then there you go into like kind of art rap. I mean, look at No Name. Um, she just released her latest album, Room 25, which I've only listened to once. It's very good, but it's more like um, it's more like poetry rap. She's not going hard or anything. She's just like telling stories really well and really beautifully. Her she puts her songs together really, really well. She's she's an artist that gets overlooked. I mean, there's so much out there that uh, is overlooked by these by older people who just think. If you're not Eminem, you're trash. Or if you're not such and such, you're. Tr- I mean, just put it to bed. It's 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 deeper than that. Go search for music. Quit being surface level. Quit looking at one playlist and determining your whole entire um, opinion around that. Go um, research. Go listen to more music. Listen. To, that's all I can say is listen to more music. Because if you're thinking that that's all hip hop is at this point, you're utterly stupid, in my opinion. And I'm gonna leave it at that. And from there on, we are going to transition to some albums coming out within the next week that well, I will go over on Monday, the next Monday, the next episode, um, but two albums that will be competing, and I think they'll be competing for the number one spot this next week, are Brockhampton's Iridescence, which they announced um, the release date at September 21st at 15 songs. There's a 15-track um there's a 15-song track list out right now. They put it up on their Instagram. They all tweeted it out. Um, I'm hoping the 15 songs doesn't run me like an hour and a half. I don't really want to listen to an hour and a half of anybody. If it stays around like an hour, I'll be I'll be really cool with that. I mean, I'm sure some of them are skits too, so it's not like every song is going to be an 
like a three to four minute song. Um, I'm pretty excited for it. I'm I'm not as hype on them as I used to be last summer, the whatever. But uh, I'm excited to see what direction they get with their music. I didn't see a lot of the singles on the album. I think only Tanya was on there. Um, but I'm excited to see how different it sounds from the original Saturation trilogy. They also announced that Iridescence will be part of a trilogy as well. And then um, Kevin tweeted out something about they all had a meeting and talked about how many more albums they're going to make, and they know how many more they're going to make. So um, apparently there's a set number of albums going to be made by Brockhampton in the future. But I'm excited for that, but it's competing against one of the most sought-after albums of the last freaking five, ten years, and um, Lil Wayne is finally, this is not a drill, he's finally releasing the Carter Five. He um, got the complete rights to Young Money. He's going to release the Carter Five on September 21st, and I think it and... Um, Iridescence will be competing for that number one spot. I'm, I'm definitely more excited to hear the Carter Five than Iridescence because we haven't, we've been waiting for this project for so ridiculously long. Um, it's 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 literally insane that it's even going to come out. Um, my excitement for it is is very high. He's released some really good songs in the last few months, the last year or two, that uh, he hasn't been able to release a full project because Birdman's had the rights to all of his music, and now that it's here. Um, I'm just super, super excited about it. I think, I think both albums are going to be good. Um, there was a tweet I remember a couple years ago, Travis Scott tweeted that he has his favorite song, like one of the hardest songs ever made is on the Carter five. And I'm hoping to hear that. Um, I'm hoping there's a lot of, uh, I don't, I don't even know if I want features though. I kind of just want Lil Wayne just absolutely murdering every song, which I feel like is, I'm going to get that with or without features. I mean, I, th- I feel like this album is going to be amazing. If it's not amazing, it's going to be the biggest album bust of the last decade, I think, because it's been, there's been so much writing on it. There's been so many people excited for it for so many years. Um, I think it's going to be, it's going to be either, it's going to be a huge hit or it's going to be a massive miss. There's going to be no in between. People are either going to love it or they're going to just hate it. And, uh, I'm really hoping it's amazing. I'm hoping I, I, I can love it because, uh, He's been needing that. He's been needing that, especially with like he's like almost died and stuff while this album's been trying to come out. Um, but oh man, I, I'm I'm really excited. I really really hope it's amazing. Um, any other albums coming out? I do. Um, um, Logic's Young Central Four is coming out this month. It might be coming out on the 21st as well. I'm not 100% sure on that. I think it is the 21st. It's either the 21st or that next weekend. Um, he flew out a bunch of fans to LA for his listening party this week, this last weekend. And from what I've seen from their tweets, everybody says it's really good. It's more, it's more like his mixtapes, which I'm excited about because I like those a lot. And I don't really like his album, his last two albums, his last three albums, really. Um, would that be his last three? Yeah, it'd be his last three that I think are just super mediocre. Um, but if they're like his um, mixtapes, I'll be really excited. Um, he teased that he has an entire. Wu-Tang Clan feature. So the entire Wu-Tang Clan is on the album. Um, he also stated, or I saw some tweets that Kid Cudi is potentially on it and Frank Ocean is potentially on it. So that has me excited. Um, then in October, Ghost Mane's, October 20, 17th, Ghost Mane's releasing Noise. 
his debut full-length album. Um, he recently announced that his um, leading single, Dread, will no longer be on the album because it's not good enough. Um, that's a bold move. I liked the song. I thought it was cool. Um, I'm excited to hear what he brings to the table. I feel like it's going to be super experimental and super heavy. It's definitely going to have a lot of metal stuff in it, sort of a lot of hardcore feel to it. I'm really excited for that. Um, he's he's definitely one of those guys that I'm I'm really big to I'm I'm like anxious to see where he takes his music. I think he's a super interesting guy. I think he has potential to make amazing music. Um, so yeah, I'm excited to see where he takes that. And I think that's it for albums coming out. Then I just bought tickets for a concert that I've been waiting for for a really really long time like I've been waiting to see this artist for years since like my eighth grade freshman year of high school I've been waiting to see him live and he I've never been able to go either he doesn't come close enough to for me to see him or he um or or I just can't make it to the concert but um Action Bronson on October 24th will be at the Granada in Lawrence um, buy tickets. It's going to be sick. It's going to be amazing. I'm super excited. I'm hoping Mayhem Loren and Big Body Bess and The Alchemist are with him. He is, this is like a surprise tour. He, I, he's not like touring for Blue Chip 7000, I don't think. It doesn't say Blue Chip 7000 tour. It just says Action Bronson. He's just going to be there. Um, he's also, um, it could be in promo for his new album he's about to put out, though. He um, is releasing the lead single, White Bronco, for his new album, White Bronco. Um, here, He's releasing the single Friday, this self-titled single, White Bronco, is coming out Friday. And I don't know when the album's coming, but I'm, I guess this would be like album promo. I hope the album comes out before the concert. That way I kind of get to hear some new content. But I want to hear him do some classics. I want to hear him do, um, what is that one with... Uh, with Riff Raff, something about Jeeps. Strictly for my Jeeps. I'd love to hear Strictly for my Jeeps. I'd love to hear like acting crazy. I really want to hear um what's that one? Double breasted, I think. Double breasted. I want to hear 92411. I want to hear a lot of the stuff off uh, Blue Chip 7000 because it was I love that album. Um but yeah, I'm really really excited for this uh for this concert. I think it's going to be a blast. Um somebody I've been waiting for for so long to see that's finally here that I get to see. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. Um, but besides that, oh, and other album news. My bad, I, I kind of skipped this over. Schoolboy Q was going to release his album very, very soon, but he released a statement saying he's going to push it back because it doesn't feel right to release it right now after Mac Miller's death because he was so close to him. He wants to um, pay his respects by pushing it back and... Um, and kind of, I, I, I like the move. I think it's smart. I think it's very smart, especially when you're mourning someone's death like that, that you were very close to. Um, I like the move. I'm excited to see what he does. And um, I'm very, very excited to see. Yeah, I'm just excited to see what happens with that album. Um, I think Schoolboy Q is one of the best rappers in the game. I think he's highly overlooked. I think um, he's... he's I don't know, he's just really, really good. Go listen to him for sure. Um, what I like about him the most, though, is he's, he's, like, aggressive, and his beat selection is immaculate. He has amazing beat selection. He His voice fits so well over, like, every instrumental that he's on. It's ridiculous. Um, 
But yeah, I'm very excited for that. Also, in other album news, um, Anderson Pack has finished the final mix of his. This would be his. What is it? His sophomore, his sophomore solo album, Oxnard, executive produced by the one and only Dr. Dre, as he is one of Dr. Dre's aftermath prodigies. I'm insanely excited for this album. Um, I've liked all the singles he's put out this year. I think he's somebody that's going to absolutely explode when this comes out. He's already huge, but he's going to explode. I think this will be one of the best albums of the year. I'm really hoping it's one of the best albums of the year because I, I love his music. I love his energy. And that is all I have today. I have no release date for that album, by the way. It's just it's been noted that it is fully finished and turned into the label. So be on the lookout for that in the future. Um, be on the lookout for Track Record Sports Episode 2 coming out Friday. Um, we're going to go over Week 2 of the NFL for the most part. I don't think there was really much else that happened in the sports world. Um, thank you for listening. Um, we have the track of the week this week is In the Park by Wiki featuring Galas Gang. It's on all streaming services. It's insanely good. It's stupid good. If you're one of those people who hates the way rap is now with all the mumble rap and stuff, go listen to this song because it's not mumble rap. This is lyrical rap. Go ingest it. Go listen to his discography. Go dive into similar artists on Spotify or Apple Music and then get back to me and we can have this argument one-to-one. Get at me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore C-H-V-N-C-E-Y. That's at underscore C-H-V-N-C-E-Y. That's all I have for this week. Thank you for listening. It's been fun. Be prepared for more content in the future. Um, be sure to like and repost or share it on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram or wherever you got to share it. Um, and thank you. And don't forget to keep a clean track record.